Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executed righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens is high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitied his children, so the Lord pitied them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of the, his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord, beloved. This is your brother Joshua here, by the mercies of God. We are here continuing, and uh, we opened up with the book of Psalms. 103, a declaration unto the Lord that will bless him, that indeed he only is our source and our strength and the giver of our mercies and benefits that we enjoy. God bless you, beloved. We are here again to continue what we have been speaking on 
and we've been speaking about Babylon. The topic today is your employment as a gateway for Babylon, your employment. The Bible tells us in Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse ten to twelve, Second Thessalonians three, ten to twelve. For even when we were with you, Paul says, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, walking not at all, but are busybodies. Now them that are such we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ, that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. So there's a commandment for believers, we have to work. We have to work. Now, First Thessalonians 4.11 says the same thing and it says, And that you study to be quiet and do your own business and work with your own hands as we commanded you. Christians... Uh, to work, to do some labor with their hands, their own business, or they may be working for others, but they still labor, not sitting down idling, but by the mercies of God too be gainfully employed. So we know that. We know that. Um, uh, please bear with me. I'm just trying to lay some um, foundational points. Ephesians 4.28 says, Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor. working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that need it. Uh, not only are we to not sit around, but by the mercies of God to be gainfully employed, we are also to be gainfully employed, working with our hands that we may give to those that need. Beloved, Knowing that the scriptures tell us, encourage us to be gainfully employed, to work with our hands, to do our own business. Knowing that does not mean that we accept every situation, every circumstance, every suggestion, every set up that our employment affords us because the enemy because Babylon specializes in using otherwise harmless quote unquote innocuous circumstances to ensnare and entrap God's people and cause them to pollute themselves. Babylon has a lot of 
wiles and methodologies and playbooks on that. Just look at the garden. He uh, didn't tell Adam to kill somebody. No, it was just a innocuous, the the a harmless, quote unquote, garden environment. What can go wrong with you eating some fruits? Come on now. It's just a fruit, bro. What can go wrong with that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why we're here today. So, in that work situation, or you're working in a certain place, or you're doing a certain kind of business, affords you or gives you certain encounters, certain circumstances unique to that employment. Okay, let, let's let's look at an example. Who are still talking about Babylon? Don't forget, Babylon's goal. <laughs> uh, uh, Revelation says Babylon is the mother of harlots. Is the mother of all the abominations of the earth. Babylon is the mother that specializes in causing people to do what God hates, in causing people to defile themselves. Mm-hmm. Babylon's playbook is to put you in that circumstance where you shoot yourself in the foot. That's in general. Now, let's look at an example real quick. Second Kings chapter 5, verse 1 to 24. Yeah, I know it's long, but hey, uh, I'm not running anywhere. Are you? Uh, it's about Naaman. Naaman, the captain of the host of the king of Syria. The Bible says he was a great man. That's verse 1 of Second Kings 5. He was an honorable man. And um, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. Ah, let me not go there. Let me not let me not digress. Let's leave that alone. Um and the Syrians had gone out by companies. Uh verse two and they captured a little girl from Israel that became a maid to Mrs. Naaman. And uh, long story short, the girl said Oh, there's a prophet in Israel and um, the king of Syria sent a letter to the king of Israel and sent also 10 talents of silver and 6,000 pieces of gold. And um, that's a lot, beloved. And um, 10 changes of raiment. A bunch of designer suits and stuff. And they came to the king of Israel and said, Hey, kill Naaman and I'm paying up front for it. And the king of Israel was was mad and said, Hey, 
Do I look like God that that I can cure this guy of leprosy? Are you serious? You, you just want to fight with me. You're picking a fight. You know, Elisha heard verse 8 and said, send him over here. And he came and he told him, go wash in Jordan seven times, verse 10. And you know, Naaman was angry, you know, and he thought Elisha would would, would would come out and call the name of God and hit the place where the leprosy was and he'd be healed. Uh, it's not the way you think God should act that he would act, beloved. No. Yeah, yeah, and this thing about me, go dipping in the river and be clean. Why? I mean, I have cleaner rivers back home in Damascus. And his servants prevailed on him, and he went and did as the man of God said. And he was cleansed. His skin was like a little baby's skin. His flesh. And the Bible says, he said, wow. And look, I need to bless this man of God. He went back and was saying, take a blessing from your servant. Just, just let me appreciate you, sir. Elisha said, nope, as the Lord leave it before whom I stand. I'm reading verse 16 now of First, uh, Second Kings chapter 5. I'm now in verse 16. And Elisha says, no way, Jose. Uh, I can't take anything from you. I will not receive any blessing from you. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your money, but no thanks. And Naaman said, okay, in that case, look, you know what? Let me take some earth from here. I'm going to take this earth back to my land. And I will offer sacrifice to no other God but the Lord. Mm-hmm. Verse, that was verse 17, verse 18. And in this theme, please, Lord, have mercy on me. When I go with my master, the king of Syria, and he goes to the house where he worships his idol, and he he leans on my hand. Look, look, I'm not bowing to his idol. I'm not. I'm not. Please, Lord, pardon me concerning this thing. And Elisha said, go in peace. Go in peace. Go. It's, it's okay. Verse 20 is where we're getting to. But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, Behold, my master has spared Naaman the Syrian in not receiving at his hand that which he brought. As the Lord liveth, I will run after him and take somewhat of him. Beloved, we see Gehazi, he's employed. In the corridors of power. Nakoa. Ah, Gehazi is employed in the corridors of power. I'm not talking about earthly power. I'm talking about heavenly power. He's working with the man of God, Elisha. And so he's privy to 
manifestations such as this of the power of God. And he knows, he knows that with this kind of power, with this kind of ability, with this kind, there is a lot of money that can be made. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There is a lot of money that can be made. And Naaman presents this money to his master and he refuses. You see, this may or may not be the first time this has happened. I don't know. I want to, I don't want to imagine or give my opinion. It's absolutely irrelevant. Absolutely. But I can see from these facts that because of Gehazi's employment in the place, in the corridor of power, mm, uh, he did not guard the gateway of his heart. And from there, Babylon had a foothold on him. Yes, 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 Babylon snuck in. Babylon snuck in. Now, don't, don't forget now, Babylon desires to have you defiled. Babylon is a whore. You join with a whore, you are defiled. When you are defiled, uh, okay, let me back up. Uh, Babylon is the antithesis, the opposite of holiness, of sanctification, of separation. Holiness means to be separate. Babylon means to not be separate, but to be mixed. Mm -hmm. Opposites. And Babylon wants you in many instances to do it yourself. Because, beloved, Satan in all his power, in all his power, beloved, what did he do to Adam and Eve? Did he handcuff them and get the forbidden fruit and stuff it down their mouth? Nope. Satan in all his power, did he hog tie Adam and Eve? And made a smoothie from that fruit that God said they shouldn't eat. And gave him a straw and pumped it down his throat. Nope. I'm sorry I sound silly, beloved, but I'm trying to make a point. I'm trying to make a point. Satan's walkings through that Babylonian spirit is to make you, yes you, defile yourself. Yes, sir. As he did with the first Adam, so he did with the second Adam. Satan in all his power. What did he tell Jesus? Think about it, beloved. Think about it. He didn't make stones into bread and feed Jesus. He said, Jesus, if you are the son of God, like you told Adam and Eve as it were, when you eat this fruit, you will become like God, as if they were not already sons of God and made in the image of God, like God. Satan, in all his power, he said, Jesus, turn these stones to bread. He wanted Jesus to do it because he can't make Jesus do it. 
He can make Adam eat the fruit. He can make Eve eat the fruit. But if he can deceive them, or if he can manipulate them, convince them, and make them see his reason, quote-unquote, it is they that can do it themselves. Satan in all his power could not force Jesus to bow down and worship him. No, he said, look, I'll give you this if you bow down and worship me. So it's his power, Satan's power, the Babylonian script, as it were, is to make you shoot yourself in the foot because he can't make you do that thing that you did. But he, his goal, his power is to trick you to do it yourself because he can't do it to you. His goal is to make you do it to you. Mm-hmm. Ah, God help me. He told Jesus, he took him to the to 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 uh, uh, top of the of the temple. And said, "Jump down." He said, "The angels will catch you. Your foot will not dash into stone." Jesus says, "Ah, uh, no, you can't tempt God. I won't do that." Well, why is he called a tempter? Because his abilities are to make you do it to yourself is to make the person break the hedge around himself is to make the person wander away from the shelter of the almighty is to make the person invoke the wrath of God by their own doing. Beloved, how and why did Achan die? They didn't just get up and say, Achan, you need to die. No, 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 no. The Lord told him, don't touch anything in Jericho. He went there and he saw a Babylonian garment and a, and a wedge of gold. And he was enticed. Ah, it is when he did that, it's when he did that, that's when the punishment came. In fact, let, 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 me, let me read that. Lord, help me. Joshua chapter 7, verse 19. Let's start from 19. And Joshua said to Achan, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to the God of his, Lord God of Israel, and make confession unto him, and tell me now what thou hast done. Hide it not from me. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonish garment. Of all the words, beloved. Now this is Jericho, this is not Babylon. <laughs> but Babylon, the scriptures, places Babylon here again a Babylonish garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight. Then I coveted them and took them. 
and behold their hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it babylon will make you cover stuff mhm babylon will make you defile yourself commit abomination on yourself so that the person you invite the judgment of god by yourself because satan again in all his power could not kick out adam and eve from the garden of eden could not he's too small for that he could not what god has done he could not undo it but by means of suggestion deceit he caused the occupants of the garden of eden to self eject from the garden of eden the same way he caused achan that was firmly under the shadow of the almighty being an israelite that has been covered by the passover that was done in egypt he caused him to wander out of that covering by coveting a babylonish garment in jericho and he took himself out from under that passover covering yes now we see gehazi because of his employment and by the way because of Achan's employment as part of the men that had gone into Jericho part of the army employed to overrun Jericho that's how he sold these items as part of his employment if he wasn't so employed as it were if he was among those that were keeping the stuff in the camp not among those that were fighting he wouldn't have encountered this the same way if gehazi was not employed in the service of elisha the man of god would he have seen such wealth would he have seen such gold and silver and designer suits beloved in today's prizes for example i want us to see what gehazi was contemplating naaman brought 10 talents of silver and 6000 pieces of gold and 10 changes of raiment I'll just walk on only one of them the 6000 pieces of gold in today's prizes assuming a coin contains 1 ounce of gold assuming that an ounce of gold beloved the prize of an ounce of gold today 2023 
is over $2,000. I just checked it, an ounce. So if Naaman had 6,000 pieces of gold, and if, bunch of ifs, each one had at least one ounce of gold in it, it means that Naaman's 6,000 pieces of gold in today's currency would have been at least 12 million U.S. dollars cash. We're not looking at the talents of silver. I don't even know how to compute that. So Gehazi, in the course of his employment, did not guard the gateway to his heart and Babylon exploited that, used that to have him defile himself with lying, with false pretenses, with false representation, with deceit, and we know the end result. He ended up with leprosy. Mm. You see, because of his employment, uh, Gehazi came up with some weird logic in his mind. Verse 20 of that Second Kings chapter 5 that we were reading, Gehazi said, Behold, my master has spared Naaman. His whole concept was a matter of, I do a miracle for you, you pay me. Mm-hmm. If you don't pay me, it means that I spared you. You see, he was not privy to what Jesus says in the New Testament. Freely you have received. Freely give. You see, he, he, was, he was not privy to that. Matthew 10 and 8. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received. Freely give. Uh, let me stop here for today. Beloved, do not let that place of employment that the Lord has opened up for you become a gateway for Babylon to enter in and cause you to defile yourself. Until next time, God bless you, beloved. In Jesus' name. Amen.